Hi, everyone. This is season three of the Unapologetic Series Therapy Talks, where psychotherapists inspire unapologetic conversations. I'm Kelly. What's up, guys? It's Kendall. Hey, it's Kyra. Hey, y'all. It's Key. And be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at US Therapy Talks and tune in every Wednesday at midnight for new sessions. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another session of US Therapy Talks. What's up, y'all? Hey, hey. Guys. Today, we have a very, very, very special guest joining us today. She's a local celebrity in the Gwinnett County area. <laughs> North North Side. Hello. Hello, everybody. Sarah is here. They uh, were very kind enough to uh, bring me back for this session. I think it's just because it's this session. Because it's a... Uh, and we're also all together for the weekend. So it just yes. kind of makes sense. Where are we? Don't. <laughs> it just kind of made sense well, while she was here, you know. I'm gonna be in the little corner just listening like that. And she missed us too. I did. She I did. did. I did. She did. Yeah. So today, yeah. So Sears' special guest on our session heavy topic. Today. Oh my god! I knew you were gonna. <laughs> I, I, I was. I was. I was waiting topic? on it. I was waiting on it. No, I mean it can be. It can have a lot of you know depth weight. to it. A lot of weight. Um, so, um, if you haven't already, check out our uh, session on embracing singleness because I think uh, if tied. you, it can kind of, it might be a little tied to it. Um, but yeah. today we're going to be talking about healing after a breakup. And I think this is a session that literally anybody can relate to. Any and everybody can relate to. Um, if you have dealt with the breakup before and you've maybe healed from it or you didn't feel like you properly healed from it, I think this would be a great opportunity for you to kind of maybe do some self-reflection mm-hmm. um, just to just kind of look back on your past experiences. Or of course, if you're going through a breakup right now and you're wanting to hear kind of, you know, our feedback and guidance on how to heal through a breakup and, you know, experiences that we've had with our clients and helping them through that process as well. So we're going to kind of get into it. Um, my first question for you guys is, I'm curious to know, so I don't know if you all have your own unique healing processes, um, because I speak with my clients about, you know, my healing process is not going to look similar to yours, but Mm -hmm. do you feel like your healing process for a dealing with a breakup, if you have personally, is similar to other healing processes that you endure for things? Like you're saying, is it the same way we heal heal like with breakups versus just other? Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah. Or is there, it because it's a breakup, it's like a different healing process for you. Mm-hmm. Um, like, or even think about like if you end a friendship, right? Because some people could view that as a breakup. It's like the feelings are kind of you know somewhat the same. So whether it's ending a friendship or whether it's um, healing from you know you losing a job, I mean, it could literally be anything. Mm-hmm. So do you all feel like it's the same type of healing process or do you feel like it's different and why it's all like a it can be like a grieving process Mm -hmm. and i think you can grieve anything that is meaningful to you that could be a person that could be a job that could be just losing as part of your everyday routine i think it can look similar in that way i don't Mm -hmm. know like the depth of the feeling can be different but i think how you deal with difficult things is probably going to look similar kind of across the board, at least for me. Okay. Yeah. I think that there might, there's like sometimes there's just different connection when it comes to being in a romantic relationship with Mm -hmm. someone Mm -hmm. um, versus a friendship. 
sometimes like those things can be slightly different mm-hmm. um and just other things as far as like trying to heal those things might be weighed differently so for me when i'm looking back at past breakups i'm i instantly think like emotional so like there's like an emotional toll that it takes like there's a whole process of trying to figure out like what my feelings are, how to process them. Um, Even thinking back, was I even processing them? So I think for me, it is definitely different because it's more of like healing of maybe emotional hurt Mm -hmm. versus, I don't know, in other situations when I'm trying to heal, I don't know. I just find it maybe more challenging mm-hmm. emotionally. In what way? I think because sometimes when while thinking about breakups, especially if you were the person maybe who was broken up with, mm-hmm. there might be like a lot of internal thoughts of who you are, like mm-hmm. how you contributed to that breakup, like even doubt negativity. Yes, yeah. like some doubt mm-hmm. or... Um, viewing like certain qualities of yourself in a negative way. So like trying to work through getting to the point to where you don't view yourself in a negative light, Mm -hmm. especially um, when it comes to being broken up with, or even getting to the point to where you can be able to acknowledge maybe how you contributed to whatever was happening in the relationship that led to the breakup happening. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that whole process leads you to being able to heal from it. Right. Um, but that process looks very different when it comes, like if you compare it to other mm-hmm. situations. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's be- that is because of the like emotional attachment you typically mm-hmm. have in relationships is deeper than yeah. other things? I think so. Okay. I, I it's it's kind of hard to say because I'm I don't have like a specific thing I'm like comparing it to. Yeah. Um but I guess in my mind, relationships in general are more, there's more attachment there trauma. to other things. Like uh, trauma. So like if you compare it to healing from a traumatic event that happened in your okay. life, what about that? Not necessarily a relationship. Oh, um, I think in traumatic situations and that's that's subjective everyone's trauma is Mm -hmm. subjective to them when i'm thinking back to traumatic things that have been that for me that's a longer process to me than breakups Mm -hmm. maybe because Mm -hmm. my breakups in the past haven't necessarily been traumatic for me Mm -hmm. but to some people traumatic could be a breakup definitely yeah so I, I guess it's hard, it's, yeah, but it's very subjective. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Mm-hmm. I'm just. I was just really curious to hear y'all's personal mm-hmm. um, opinions on yeah. it. Just like I said, because you know people have their typical healing process, but depending on the situation, one could look different from the other. Right. You know. So, mm-hmm. um, have y'all ever? Has anybody from this group have y'all ever broken up with? Like on the other side, have y'all broken up with someone? Yes. Yes. So, that's what I was about to say about mm-hmm. my own process. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have that many situations mm-hmm. where I was broken up with. 
And even the situations where I'm thinking of being broken up with, it wasn't, it was like a situationship. It wasn't something that was actually an established relationship. How, so, why is that different? Um, because there's less accountability there. Or, or like, attachment to um, yeah, less attachment mm-hmm. there yeah, on the other person's too. end. Like, for me, it was on the other person's end. That's what I was about end. to yeah. say. Yeah. So, um, there was like a, uh, I would say like, quote unquote, grieving period. Mm-hmm. But I think that I understood what was happening when it was happening. And so, by the time that it was over, I had, yeah, mm-hmm. processed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as a person who generally breaks up with other, you're people, the broken upper, not the broken uppy. Yes. Oh. Um, <laughs> I think that you grieve that too. Definitely, yeah. for sure. And like that has been more hurtful for mm-hmm. me. Um, I think it's like a different set of feelings. Yeah, as well. it's like regret. Yeah, mm-hmm. guilt. Yeah, mm-hmm. guilt. Yes, that's heavy. Because mm-hmm. I'm the type of person where like. If I'm breaking up with you, I've been thinking about breaking up with mm-hmm. you for a while. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's just like hurtful to finally be like, damn, right. it's time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think the, for me, it just looks different. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you feel like there's, is a um, healing process even for those that are the ones that into the relationship too mm-hmm. but like yeah. Kelly was saying it just looks different mm-hmm. okay yeah I think the healing process is more so like I mean I don't think it necessarily has has to be different um I think you're just getting more in tune with yourself honestly mm-hmm. like okay this happened or this this event happened to me or um but like just because it happened, that doesn't mean that like I'm less than or I'm not worthy of love or mm-hmm. I'm not able to love. Um. So yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily think like the healing process has to be like two opposite things. I think it makes mm-hmm. sense on both for mm-hmm. both parties to do sure. the same mm-hmm. thing. I'm glad you bring up um, self-esteem because that's one thing that I've noticed that is very altered mm-hmm. within the healing process of, well, healing, you know, from a breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes your confidence can take a hit. Even if you, you know, even if like the breakup was mutual, I feel like your confidence could still take a hit. And I think that's one of the most challenging parts kind of involved with the healing process is kind of trying to boost yourself back up and get your confidence back to where it was without knowing that that partner that might have been a contributor to your confidence being high is no longer there. Right. Um, so that I think is is a challenging part for sure mm-hmm. in the healing process. Mm-hmm. But it's also nece- very necessary too because you can't depend on a, another person to be that, you know, person who always boosts your confidence up or your high self-esteem was dependent upon, you know, that person and what they said about you, their behavior, things like that. So 
Um, if you ever do feel like your self-esteem decreases dramatically after a breakup, I think it's important to kind of do some soul searching to kind of figure out, okay, did I notice that my self-esteem was a lot higher when I was with this person? If so, why was it just because of the idea of me being in a relationship gave me some self-confidence? Was it because this person boosted me up and, you know, said more positive affirmations to me than I did to myself? Um, so you really have to do some soul searching and whatever that comes up, you know, try to figure out how you can do that for yourself. Um, so yeah. Right. And I think identity goes on along with that too. Like if you find yourself really confused about who you are without this person mm -hmm. and figuring out, okay, who am I mm -hmm. without this person? For how sure. can I recreate you know, the identity that I lost or create, you know, a new identity without this person. Mm -hmm. And therapy can definitely help you do that. But I think being aware and being honest with yourself about if you did lose who you were and figuring out how to rebuild that <clears throat> is going to be healthy for you and then for any future relationships that you might get into. Yeah. Yeah, that's like essentially identifying codependency. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you were depending on that person or that relationship for certain things in life opposed to maybe relying on yourself. Mm -hmm. So reclaiming that independence and that autonomy to be able to do whatever it is that you need to do on your own separate from a relationship. Mm -hmm. So whether that's um, managing your own emotions, like self-regulating opposed yeah. to relying on someone else to, mm -hmm. to help you, um, with you know managing emotions no but i i think people don't really think about that much as far as you know do you rely on your did were you relying on your partner to help calm you down or right. help you you know um right talk about whatever it is opposed to you being able to do that when you were alone like did you always have to call them for that or were you able to do that on your own and really just diving into the things that maybe you were relying on them maybe too much for mm -hmm. um, and reclaiming that independence after the end of that relationship. Mm -hmm. Why do you guys think that, because I, I'm obviously we're all advocates for therapy, but I mm -hmm. really feel like therapy is such a great fucking space for healing processes in general, mm -hmm. but really for a breakup because when you're going through a breakup, you're, well, I'll speak for myself, but I also speak for things that I've seen within clients. Like you're in this space to where you just don't want to talk about it, mm -hmm. especially with yeah. people around you, because right. it becomes more real. Yeah. It becomes more painful for you. Yeah. Questions are being asked and mm -hmm. people might be supportive, but it's just like this shit hurts. And yes. I just cannot. Yes. It's hard to deal with alone and then Absolutely. dealing with it with other people can be so heavy. So I feel like therapy is such a great space to unpack that and work on your healing um, through a breakup. So why do y'all feel like therapy is a great space specifically for your healing process during breakup? I think it's a really great space for self-care because mm -hmm. I feel like that's one of the main things that you're paying attention to or you should be paying attention to after a breakup is figuring out what I need to do to take care of me. Mm -hmm. And therapy is that space to start to take care of yourself 
and start to listen to your needs and think about, okay, what are the things that maybe I wasn't doing mm-hmm. while I was with this person? Mm-hmm. Because this person probably took up a lot of your time. Yes. And now you have all this extra time and you don't know how to use it. Mm-hmm. And so therapy, I think, is a great way to figure out a good plan for you know, creating a self-care routine or just kind of getting yourself back to focusing on yourself because mm-hmm. you're, you're usually so focused on that other person. And so I think creating that hour where you're your own, where you're the absolute priority and learning how to take that outside of the therapy room, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. is a really great way like to, to mm-hmm. start that healing process. Yeah. Um, I've had clients before, like I've come to therapy um, specifically after a breakup or like I've had clients that I was, I was already seeing that yeah. had a breakup. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and in those situations, I often get, um, clients asking about, you know, trying to process what went, went wrong mm-hmm. essentially. So I think that therapy can be a good source for that. Like processing what happened, mm-hmm. um, because sometimes, they may be able to acknowledge, you know, these are things that I wanted to work on or these are things that I want to establish, like moving forward, such as boundary setting or learning better communication, like specifically maybe identifying the things that needed to be worked on in that relationship that can maybe help in the future for potential future relationships if um, whenever they're ready to move forward. Right in that direction. I think the unbiased support is Mm -hmm. phenomenal, honestly, because you go into it knowing that you're here for me. Mm -hmm. Right. And you didn't know my partner. And, but you're also going to encourage me and challenge me to hold myself accountable if need be. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're here to guide me throughout this process, knowing that, you know, it's not going to be, with any biases. Um, and I think, I mean, it's just a great space to, it's a space to relieve yourself and release your emotions in that moment because sometimes the emotions can be so overwhelming and sometimes we are maybe afraid to release those emotions in certain spaces. And if we know, okay, we have therapy Monday at 11, I can use this time to just cry the whole session if I need to, like raise my voice, like get angry in a safe space, like all of it, Mm -hmm. because we welcome that. Mm -hmm. And a great way to process those heavy emotions, because there are so many heavy emotions that come with a breakup, especially in the very beginning. I mean, it can be a lot of anger, Mm -hmm. it can be a lot of sadness, a lot of confusion, um, just a lot of hurt, like disappointment. it's just a lot. I mean, the list goes on. And so having someone even to help you identify what feelings that you're feeling at the time, because sometimes people may not be able to identify what they're feeling and they're, they might be confused of why they're feeling a certain way. Um, some people can be like, I feel really good right now. I don't know why I'm feeling this way. Mm. So just having someone to help you identify your feelings and help you understand why you're feeling that way. Um, so yeah, just a great space to kind of um, Kelly, I think you were going to talk about like the grief process oh, right. and um, how that's something that you like to bring up um, with your clients in yeah, therapy. So I think that's a, it, bringing up the five stages of grief, which mm-hmm. well, sometimes I forget the order. Um, I'll look it up. Okay. Denial. Denial, 
That's all. Depression, bargaining, oh, wow. anger, <laughs> and acceptance. I know it's that, but I'm not sure which order. I, I bring that up in sessions, I think, to normalize the process mm-hmm. of grief mm-hmm. and also to let them know that it's not... Because I, I have a lot of clients that will be like, I just want this feeling to be over. Mm-hmm. And they feel like, okay, well, when when am I going to start to feel better? And it's like you have to talk with them that it's process. It goes up and down. Yes. Um, it's something that you're just going to have to work through and move through rather than try to avoid certain stages because that, that doesn't mm-hmm. work. Um, so I think bringing that up in session and kind of framing it as something that we all grow go through mm-hmm. I think is really helpful. And, and I think grief can show up in, in all forms of life in all different areas and I think it's important to just normalize that mm-hmm. and just kind of help them see that it's it's a process that everybody goes through and it looks different for all of us but some form of that kind of makes sense for most of our processes so mm-hmm. have y'all ever had um a couple client mm-hmm. that broke up like they decided to terminate the relationship mm-hmm. and then one of them wanted to see you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right now. How did, right how now. That right now. Literally. For you? Right that happened now. to me as my first client. Yeah. Oh, really? that, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I want to know how that's working. For me, luckily, I only saw the couple one time. Mm-hmm. So I saw the couple one time. They were married. Um, and then they split off and did their individual sessions and, um, you know, sometimes like after that first session or the individual sessions, it's like, okay, we need some time to kind of figure out if we want to move forward, especially if there's issues in the relationship, they might be intimidated to go back to therapy. So many reasons. And so time went by, um, I only started hearing from one partner and, you know, in couples therapy, you have to communicate that. You know, we can't do any therapy sessions without um, the two of you present. We've already had your individual sessions, have to have both of y'all there present. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I got an email basically saying, like, it's it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the partners was expressing to me in the beginning of the first session, in the intake session, that they weren't happy anymore. So in the back of my head as a therapist, when I yeah. hear that, I'm like, mm-hmm. this is a possibility that they may break up. Mm-hmm. And I have to be ready for that. Yeah. So having to talk myself through that was helpful. Um, one of the clients was like, I still need therapy. And so, of course, I had to get consent from their partner and they were okay with it. And so luckily, I wasn't so attached to them as a unit because I only had one session with right. them. So I could imagine how much more difficult it would have been if I had had more sessions with them and gotten to know them more. But um, he's a male. And... Um, their healing process, if men go through one after a breakup, um, it's challenging for him because I think um, there are some men who, when they go through difficult things, it's like they just want to push through, push through, push yeah. through, keep it positive. You know, everything is good. Yeah. Da, da, da. And I'm just like, you're lying to yourself mm-hmm. because you are going through a divorce. That ain't no bitch. Like it's 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 not a joke. So it I kind helping that person just get to a space to where it's like it's okay for you to feel the way you feel. And like you said, Kelly, like the grieving process, right? And like walking them through that, validating their feelings and normalizing them 
because it was a lot of like, I don't know why I feel this way. One day I feel good about it. Mm -hmm. Another day I'm like really sad. Another day I'm really angry. Like it's all this back and forth. Um, But yeah, it was difficult because I really did want to be there for them as a unit. But at the end of the day, they made a choice that, you know, was good for them and their family. And so, I don't know, I just have to set my shit aside to be able to help them. But I think it's good that the male client at least was wanting, knowing that, okay, this is a big transition for yeah. me. Let me try to stay in therapy and work through it. Mm-hmm. Even if he didn't know how at the time. And, and it seemed, you know, like you said in the beginning, like he was like, oh, everything's fine. I'm just trying to pursue right. I don't get it. But like giving them that language and helping them understand like it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. And you just gotta work through yeah. it. Like you don't have to tell me it's it's okay. Right. Like you don't have to. Come I. To me. You don't. If you are telling me you're okay, no. I, like I stop. We need to stop because I'm not okay for you. You know what I mean? Like. It's like what does okay mean? Like, yeah. Okay? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Sierra, what do you even little, oh. little quiet? Oh no! I mean, I, I was actually about to say something. I find I find I find breakups a very beautiful ugly thing um and I know it sounds a little morbid but I say that because I actually had a a couple um that I saw them maybe for a month and shortly after they decided to break up and I continued to see the female um uh the female partner and um something that I've noticed and the reason why I say it's such a beautiful thing is because I I find that breakups are an area of redis, uh, not area, uh, opportunity for rediscovery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And normally, when we think or when we conceptualize breakups, it's just it's heavy and it's hard, and it's mm-hmm. uh, of course it is, and I don't strip away from that. But from my experience, my personal experience, from my experience with seeing other people kind of navigate through that um, pockets, it it there's really just a a, a time of people really rediscovering their, their voice, their, their, um, how do I put this? Their faults. Mm. Because sometimes we always think of like, oh, it's them or the other person. My partner was the one that did me dirty, but really there's a lot of opportunity about what was, what about you? You know, what were things that you've learned? So, so really the, the reason why I say that is just, I always I think back to your question, Kendall, about what's good for what's what what does therapy provide? Mm-hmm. It, 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 I think it provides a good space for the for a mirror of mm-hmm. rediscovery and an opportunity. I always you know tell people it's 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 really um, a way for you to re- regain yourself and learn about what you really want as a person and in future partners. But mm-hmm. what do you guys feel like? Oh, I wanted to tell you oh, about my, um, my first couple. Oh, so, yeah. Um, so my first couple was my first client. <laughs> and they were like, I, to this day, I love this couple because they are a part of the reason why I found a voice in the therapy room. Um, because the husband was very... He was very assertive. He was very dominant in the relationship. And he made that known in the therapy room. Um, Gender roles were a big thing in their relationship or whatever. And so um, I could tell that the wife really, she just didn't really have a voice there. Mm -hmm. And so I think 
that's a part of the reason why they ended up divorcing is because I think that she was trying she was trying to find her voice but he it was in this in in a sense he just wasn't making space right. making the space for her um and then of course you know there are just other things you know the systemic hypothesis like mm-hmm. this person does this and this other person reacts and mm-hmm. whatever whatever and so of course it wasn't just him 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 but um eventually they did decide this isn't working and so she ended up coming to me individually and we did have to work on um kind of like what Cyril was saying like we had to work on okay so when when did you start giving your voice away Mm -hmm. you know like when did you decide that you just didn't have anything to say or like what you had to say wasn't worth saying or you know like so let's have a conversation about that like Mm -hmm. because I think once the breakup is over you you really do have to separate yourself from the equation and start thinking about um just you like it's not how I interact with other people it's more so okay right now maybe like how am I interacting with myself or the ways that I um the ways that I operate um and a lot of that work is not necessarily about other people if that makes sense like we are systemic therapists but a lot of I think healing work is um is self work for like sure your soul work mm-hmm. So, um, and then you're able to like go out and implement those right. things, but you have to figure it out first. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes not you can't. No, but not all the time. And but sometimes not to interrupt, but sometimes you can't figure it out unless you are confronted with right. those types of relationships. Yeah, you know? right. So, very true. so that's a, it's a good way of reframing. It's not necessarily a loss. It could. What are you gaining? Yeah, from mm-hmm. yeah. And, and that was definitely a game for him. Um, and honestly, it was a game for him too. Yeah, because, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. So, and I think that's a good thing to bring up as well. Like, as a therapist, sometimes it may be hurtful to to think that, like, wow, I had a client who came to me for help, mm-hmm. and I, yeah. you think, like, I didn't right. help them. Like, that crosses your mind mm-hmm. at some point. I think right. all therapists have that at some oh, point yeah. and then you grow and you're mm-hmm. like no i'm not it's the opposite honest. though sometimes yeah. too though because we as clinicians have to know we're doing couples work that it's not always the option of helping the couple stay stay together right. Right. you know what i'm saying yes. because i i mean i was given feedback that didn't work with you with the long time for a long time but you made me ask myself hard questions that made me realize mm-hmm. what I really wanted, mm-hmm. but I wasn't ready to face that truth. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah. there's always like a damn, like I fuck me as a clinician. Like I really could have helped them try to like work through this. I felt like I had the skills to do it, but also I know that as a good, a good clinician, I was able to help this person realize what it is that they truly wanted and needed for themselves and help them take that step to do it. Because Mm -hmm. sometimes it's, I know what I want, but I'm too afraid to take Mm -hmm. that step. Mm -hmm. So you being 
or That's us being true. mirrors. For yeah, people. just like right. Sierra said, yeah. for sure. I've, I've had, um, I've actually had clients before that have come to me, um, like trying to decide on if they want to stay together or not. And then literally from an outside perspective being, you know, that unbiased person like laying out, this is what you're both telling me yeah. that you want. They're different things. So what are you mm-hmm. going to do about it? Yes. Or somebody's got to change or it's not going to work because you're both saying yes. that you want different things. Right. So we've had to have, I've had to do that before where people have decided to a either change you know, and say, no, I do want to be with them. So I am going to make some sort of change because that's the only way that it's going to work. Or there have also been cases Mm -hmm. where people are like, no, this is what I want, period. That's it. Mm -hmm. And then it's in that Mm -hmm. case, it's kind of like, okay, well, then you're deciding to not be together. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see see it as effective or helpful therapy, just as we're wrapping up. Um, Effective therapy is like finding both partners uh, sing their truths mm-hmm. and if those two truths are not harmonizing mm-hmm. then that means yeah. Yeah. the song's gotta end Ooh. Yeah. oh my god <laughs> say, say it one more time I say, say it one more time oh. Oh. what was that you said I said no I was kidding never mind oh. Oh, god. Oh, god. Oh, god. I was kidding <laughs> Okay, okay, go ahead, go I've ahead. I've had that situation mm-hmm. where the couple literally broke up in the room. And then in the room. In the room. In the room. And then as the male was leaving, he was like, We never should have came. Mm. And I said, oh. if your idea was for you to stay this way and get the answers that you wanted, you wanted. to come for, uh. yes, you're right. Yeah. But if you actually wanted to get some more truth about your relationship, mm-hmm. then it's actually a great idea. I would have been talk that uh-huh. You better talk that I would have been like, you're going to thank talk. me later. Right. Right. Did you come to therapy for me to tell you what you right. wanted to do? Or did right. you come right. because right. you wanted in that it. moment, probably, but it's oh, like sure. later on, no, you will realize, sure. you will realize, sure. you know, but yeah, the benefit. But see, that's that's so key, and I have to yeah. stress this. Yeah. Pe- the thing is, people have this idea that therapy or going to a psychologist yeah. is about fixing yes. a relationship. Or trying to convince yeah. the other person that they yeah. should be Not all relationships are meant to be fixed. Yeah. Mm. And therapy is not for that. Therapy right. should really be about like what revealing truths that revealing you truth either that don't want to see or let's it up. yeah, let's let's, let's reveal up. some of these truths. Exactly. Okay, I have one more question. Y'all can keep it the answer short, but I just want to leave something for our listeners. What are some essential things you feel like you feel like um, are essential for healing through? um a breakup so for me i feel like setting boundaries is super important um i'm gonna keep it real like you're going through your breakup you don't want to talk about it you don't have to oh that's someone asks you questions about it hey i know you want to be here for me i don't want to talk about it when i'm ready i will talk to you about it how are you feeling i'm good but i don't want to tell you any more past that what about oh sorry man this is go ahead Following people after breakups, like on Instagram and it social media. It depends on how that goes into boundaries. This boundaries. I think it's boundaries. Boundaries. If you find yourself lurking in all of that, right. you probably don't need exactly. to be bothered. Ask yourself why yeah. you're still doing it. Set boundaries with yourself and with others. So not just with other people. Set boundaries with yourself. I mean, I think that we need... I'm the blocker. With, with oh, social blocker. media, yeah, you the that you need to probably gradually wean yourself off because think about how 
often you watch someone's social media. Mm-hmm. Like, if that's your person, you probably always watch their story. And right? their shit is going to be right, right there as soon as you open right. up that goddamn app. Just give that the algorithm. Out of shit. <laughs> right there. Smack yes. Right. But yeah, so I think it's like you might have to wean your but just to tie back boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, boundaries. What else do y'all feel like is essential Time. through healing? Not rushing right. the process. Patience. Yeah. I'm yeah. hearing patience. patience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Talking about identifying emotions mm-hmm. uh, and speaking them out loud, I think is very important for people to hear them out loud um, instead of just feeling them, also speaking them and then talking about what they can do to help move forward with those emotions. I think for me, giving yourself a lot of grace mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. self-compassion mm-hmm. during that time because it is hard. Like, mm-hmm. it's so hard. So just, like, allowing yourself to be in a space of, like, girl, cry. Yeah. Boy, cry. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay. Right. It's okay. You're, you're going to make it through. But, like, mm-hmm. don't beat yourself up about crying seven mm-hmm. times. In one day, Some, you might need to like yeah. that may be healthy for you to do. Feel how you feel. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think too. Also, having a support system. So, in the event that you are in a space to where you feel comfortable having others support you, um, and your support system could be your therapist, combined with friends um, who you feel safe with, combined with family. Um, just having a solid support system, and also, like Kelly said, self care. It's definitely good um, and great for you to kind of explore um, through your healing process. Well, guys, this was a great talk. It was I so think this great. was very beneficial. Lovely. And I think our <laughs> listeners can take <laughs> a lot away from it. I hope you guys can take away from it. Um, tune in next week. We will have another great session for you guys to listen to. Thank you always for your support and for your love. And we will chat with you guys next That's time. Sing your truths. Sing your truths. So make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at US Therapy Talks. Make sure you click the notification button so that you get all of our new updates. And we will talk to you guys at our next session. Bye. Bye. Bye.